Welcome, my name is Peter Preston and you're listening to the Dear Video Podcast, where I share resources and behind the scenes looks at building better connections with customers, clients, and even colleagues with the top video marketers who are doing this stuff every day. Hey, today I'm joined by Michael Henley. Michael is a video editor and a digital content producer at a really fun company here in Sydney, Australia called Epic Agile. Michael, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for being here. It's it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my my pleasure. I would normally save a question like this for kind of the end of a chat, but following on some of the advice that you shared in your pre-interview form, I'm going to do something in reverse here. So you said that an effective technique for growing business is kind of using a reverse approach. Could you could you go on a bit about that? I'm curious to hear like what's what's the strategy behind that? What's the thinking? So the reverse is uh, like a news term, basically. So it's uh, something the opposite of what you would assume normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you hear a piece of news, the, the classic example of that is um, dog, uh, man bites dog. Yes. So if you hear a news, li- news line that has a header like that, it's the opposite of what you assume. And um, people get the story immediately. And because it's something that is the opposite of what they're used to hearing they you know they're triggered to kind of read more about it or yeah stuff like that so you can find the reverse in a lot of situations and it's usually that kind of thing that just gives you some surprise that you've you know your learning about something has changed yeah. and do you have a way of of finding that because i i've always found that to be like i don't know for myself i sometimes i get it sometimes i don't like if i'm looking for that but then also I feel like I'm not alone in that, that a lot of people struggle to find, you know, what's that nugget that's actually the hook. Yeah. And like, that's the hardest thing, right? In that, in like, so I've got a bit of a, a video news background and you'd, you'd watch like one hour interviews with, uh, with people and then, okay, what's the best nugget to pick from that piece? And it's usually the most surprising thing. The thing that most people will just like read. Or, or read the title of and go, yeah. oh, wow, that's, yeah, I've, I've got to listen to this now. And so it's usually, yeah, the most surprising thing and it's usually the opposite of what we assume about something. Do you ever find that that's hard to pull out of a, of a story, like going back to like the news days? And was there, any, was, was there ever any time where you just kind of thought like there's, there's no surprises here and then what do you do? Or maybe you're not covering that story in the first place. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, yeah, there's there's times when you watch something and you're just like, there's there's actually nothing here um, at all. But like, but generally they might have a quote. It was very rare that you know you couldn't even find a quote that was worth like you know leading leading an article or something like that. But um, yeah. I don't know. How to That's all right. That's all right. I, I can't think of any examples. <laughs> if you so, if to kind of take it back a step, really, like if you're planning content and you know what you're doing with with Epic, there's probably a lot of thought that goes into the content that you're producing. Can you start with that framework? You know, looking for the reverse. Is that something that you go through creatively ahead of production? Yeah, it's something that usually we just, you know, something would just be a good idea and then someone will raise it and we just run with it and, and just pump out a piece of content on it and see how it goes. So it's a bit of experimentation. Like I've been with them for uh, just about two years now. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it at the start was experimentation and 
and now it's kind of like okay we we know what people want we know who our audience is and who we want to kind of read this or, or watch this yeah. so yeah it's basically we have like a a mural canvas that we fill out and it's got questions like what is the hook like who is our audience mm-hmm. you know what are their pain points you know things like that and we fill out this canvas and then basically go okay well what's the title going to be and what's the thumbnail going to be and stuff like that so we're, we're kind of uh getting more into you know more a lot of more pre-planning to, mm-hmm. to kind of nail the content and since we're, we're on the subject, could you tell us what does Epic Agile do and who do they serve? Good question. So we're, we're a consultancy that basically go into large organizations and inject like a lean startup thinking. Mm-hmm. So large organizations that have been doing the same thing for hundreds of years sometimes, uh, we go in and basically go, hey, um, startups are very, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of agility this is how you can act like this is how you can be like them and so we have um coaches that go in and um basically coach teams on on how to do this and to the point where you know eventually we can step out and they they can do it themselves Hmm. and something we talked about prior to hitting record on this was that i got the impression that epic is a very approachable brand and kind of a fun it's probably a fun place to work but also fun to engage with and that looks like a pretty deliberate branding play and i'm sure it's like it's a reflection of reality right but so is that what you're trying to portray and does that speak to the kind of clients that you're looking to work with yeah definitely it's in our slogan that we're deliberately different and we're we're a culture-led a culture-led organization the idea is that the culture is there to begin with and everything comes from that Mm. Uh, it's one of the things you first notice when you meet everyone and it was part of the hiring process that, you know, you have an interview, but then you have an interview with the rest of the tribe and it's kind of just a, it's just breakfast and you just go and meet them and have conversations with them. And, and they're like, oh, if you can have breakfast with them and you'd have a beer with them, then they're one of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so it's, it starts from that. And as long as you've got the skills, you know, or you, what you can do and you're, or you're willing to learn what you need to know uh, for the job, for the role, then, you know, that's secondary. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And how much of that, how much opportunity is there to learn and try new things at a company like Epic? I mean, there's all, there's, it's, you're a video editor, digital content producer. That could mean a whole lot of things. So, yeah. Do you find that you're constantly pushing yourself to learn something new and try new things? And is that part of what Epic, sort of how they approach the market? Yeah, all, all the time. Like, so we're, we're about 50 people. So we're not, we're not that large. And so we, we can just pretty much try anything that we want. And it's, it's great. And it's a really good feeling when our, our clients especially love what we're doing and you hear feedback from the people that you're hiring it's like oh we heard about you from you know your, your cool fun videos or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah mm. so could you give me an example of like what's an experiment that you tried recently that maybe came out of left field a little bit and it's like just something that you said like hey why not give it a shot 
So the latest thing we thought we'd give a, a shot is my leader, Rob Gaunt. He was like, I want to do like a kind of Jimmy Fallon kind of TV show for, for agility. <laughs> and we were like, okay, cool. And so we planned like our own little kind of webinar show uh, where we had little segments and it was just basically uh, asking interesting people from their home uh, about their role in, in agility. And so, yeah, we've just, we've had two now and we're kind of experimenting with that. We get some pretty interesting content from that, that we can then just, you know, hopefully people who watched it enjoyed it and then we can cut up that content and post it out on social later for people who didn't see it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And how much of that repurposing are you doing? Like, so you, you'll, you'll do a shoot and you've got this sort of late night show in mind, but then what do you do with that content? If you're, you're taking it out to socials, are you chopping it up? What's that look like? Yeah. So basically I'll, I'll go through it and uh, just take out all the hooks. So what I was talking about before with the reverse, anything that's kind of surprising or like uh, something that will uh, might be a little bit controversial, even things that will grab your attention, things that people will go, Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll, mm. I'll click on that. So uh, for the, for the webinar show, we'll, we'll have like maybe five pieces or six pieces that will cut out from that. And yeah. We even, we've got a podcast now as well. So if there's something that's like an, an interesting topic to talk about uh, that they bring up in the, in the interview, then we'll talk about that in the podcast. So we've got, we've got several platforms that we kind of just continue the conversation on these things. That's a really good way of putting it is just continuing that conversation because often these things can kind of just die off. If, if you just leave it as the one, it's like blurb, done onto the next. Yeah. Where does it go? But I, I think you're onto something there with that. All of this can string together and really just create this ongoing dialogue and engaging yeah. people on the other side of the camera too, is a pretty great way of getting new content. Yeah, exactly. And this is like, this is one of the mistakes that I was making when I first started was changing the conversation a lot. It was like, okay, what's our next piece of content going to be? And, it'll be about something completely different uh, just because there's so much that everyone wanted to talk about. And now we're kind of now focusing and being less sporadic, I guess, and just focusing on, okay, well, people, you know, sometimes you put out content and it falls flat and people didn't engage with it. But what we're learning now is you find the thing that people are really interested in and then you just keep talking about that. And, you know, the conversation evolves and, and yeah. And how do you, so I love that. And, how do you balance testing and finding the new ideas and the new conversation topics with continuing the current ones that are actually working? So you find something that strikes a chord with the audience and you can continue having that dialogue. Are you simultaneously testing other things? Yes, absolutely. We'll create like a bit of a plan for um, uh, continuing the conversation on something and, and other pieces that will come out down the line. But at the same time, we're coming up with new ideas and other things we can talk about and, Uh, creating content for that and specifically what are you looking at in terms of engagement what does that mean is it is it comments on linkedin or like watches views on youtube what do you look for what are the signals so pretty much engagement so you know if it's if it's youtube then it's probably watch time if it's linkedin then you get a percentage of the people engaging like we we link through to our website and that's our main goal is so people can find out more about us and what we do and so that's, 
that's our biggest like indicator of success, I guess. And it's not so much about uh, video views and things like that, but it's more about uh, getting people to uh, click on click onto our blog and, and read through that because they'll have everything there. They'll have the writing, they'll have the video and, yeah. and, and podcasts and stuff like that. And do you find with, with this kind of content, this it's like conversational and it's meant to be a bit fun and it's sort of showing off the personality of Epic. Do you find that customers are coming or clients are coming to the business almost ready to work with you? I mean, that's to me what this ultimately seems like it would drive to is it, it kind of qualifies them before they even come and talk to you so that they can watch a video and say, we want to work with someone like that. Do you find that that's the case? Yeah. Like that's exactly what we want. We we're searching for people that are kind of like us mm-hmm. um, and think like us because for one, it'll make their job a lot, a lot easier if they hire us and yeah. we're working in an organization and we're thinking, thinking alike. It makes it so much easier. We talk about in terms of green leaders, green leaders are the ones that are kind of more like empathetic and like will lean on their team for solving complex uh, situations and, and problems uh, rather than the opposite is like orange red leaders who kind of go, I know everything, I'm going to do it this way. So go, go and do that. Yeah. And I, I would assume that the green leaders are typically open to help from outside as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think that's like a, a very undervalued way to look at the content that any company produces, right? Like no matter who you are, so whether it's Epic or the accounting firm down the street is the purpose of the content isn't necessarily to, well, it's, it's meant to do a few things, right? Like show your expertise, but also get people ready to work with you. And I feel like there's, there's something missing in a lot of brands content. It's more about what we do, what we do, what we do instead of who we are. And Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed watching the Epic stuff because it comes across. It's like, it smiles for days, which is awesome because I watch the video and I get kind of excited because I love the methodology that you're teaching, but it also just really comes across as personable and easy to work with. That's music to my ears. That's fantastic. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> like, uh, I love to get feedback for like a good or bad, but that's, yeah, that's exactly what we want is people to kind of like, we want our, our humor to come across and like, if you get that through the video, that that's what it's like working with Epic like every day pretty much is that they're just these amazing people that are just so kind and, and helpful. And like, it should just naturally come through on the video, whether you plan for it or not, hopefully, but yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a bit of a curveball, but do you ever talk about the content that you produce as being a good tool for hiring? So like a different side of yep. marketing is often, you know, resourcing and getting staff on board. So do you find a lot of people come to the brand, come to Epic and say like, we like what you do. Can I work with you? Yeah, we, we've had a few people like, oh, you know, we've seen the videos and we, we like that. And mm. So yeah, de- it definitely does help. Yeah, and um, it's, a, and it's we, an undercooked value for a lot of people that it, it's all customer facing, but really if you want to work mm. with those people, it's a great tool to do that too, I imagine. Yeah, and we like we use that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll film like a, what is like a video by of our coaches and um, we'll put that out on social so everyone else can meet them and who they are and their story. And 
what we can also do that is repurpose it so that our clients, if our client wants a coach and, you know, if they might be really busy or something, we can go, hey, have you met this person? We send them the video. Hmm. And that way it's just like a really easy way of not, not having to set up a whole meeting to do something. It's like, okay, I'll get their vibe. And yes, I still want to meet them, but, you know, it just makes that, it just makes it so much easier. That's really cool. I think something I've been exploring a lot is this, this idea of asynchronous work, right? It's like, so that to me just is, is awesome. Like if you can just send a, a bio video like that and it, it's basically, that's the introduction. And I really like that way of using it. That's that's really cool to mm. kind of just say, if you liked this, <laughs> there's more where that came from and we should probably then really talk. Yeah. And I mean, a, a lot of this stuff I didn't, when I first started Epic, I, did, I really didn't have an idea of how to use video in the best way for that for, for our business. But our, our leaders had a, a very clear idea of how to use video. So it was, it was very helpful that they were able to kind of guide me in, in, in a big way. And this is, you know, all the ways we can use this. Let's go and do it. <laughs> Are there any other sort of unique ways that you think about using video? I mean, if that's, if that's the case and they kind of have a vision for what this is, what else are you doing with it that others might kind of pick up from? So the, the whole, probably the main reason I was hired for this job um, was basically they had, the leaders had this idea of basically using video, the video service as a, a service for our clients mm-hmm. to go, hey, you know, if, if, if you have Epic for your transformation, you will also have a free video service which is me. So I go to the clients and I go, Hey, do you have any stories you want to tell about the journey you're on at the moment? And this is something that you can use entirely internally and it's completely free. So yeah, we, we basically go and do that for each client. And w- what it allows us to do is it gives us, gives us content that we can other people in, a, in, a, in Epic can watch to kind of get an idea of how things are done. It helps build team connectedness, but it allows our clients to kind of benchmark themselves in a way to go, hey, this is what you were like, you know, one year ago when you started this transformation. And it's been a year past and this is where you you are at now. You can actually see how confident they are in doing certain things. Yeah, wow. And other people in the business of their business can watch the videos and get an idea of what they're going through. And if, especially if it's something that's going to be coming, you know, as part of the transformation, if the transformation, if they're going to be part of that in the future, then this is what it'll be like. Yeah. Because change is hard. And I, I've not met anyone that's done it quite like that before. So I've been involved in sort of these agile transformations and stuff like that and in my way distant past, but it's, it's always hard to communicate that out and, no one was sitting there going, well, we should just record this and tell the story as it happens. I think that's brilliant to use. You know, I mean, you're capturing, like you said, you're capturing the now state and this is where my head is at. And this is what we're thinking. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would help you look back and reflect on it and look how much you've grown. But it also is like an internal marketing tool to say, mm-hmm. we're not just doing this agile thing because one of the bosses wanted to do it. It's, 
there's some reason and passion behind it. And that's, that's a really cool way of using it. And for, yeah, uh, and for Epic too, because you get great feedback, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, our clients love it. And yeah, we've got a client at the moment who's just been uh, using us at a video service a lot. And they're just like, everyone's really into it. And it's, um, it's really great. And, it, it, and like for us, it gives us a really good feel, uh, really good feel, uh, feeling that we're helping in another way as well. Yeah. Like we're helping in our, you know, our core service, which is transformation, but we're also helping, you know, the communication of that and hopefully bring morale up and, and yeah. Oh, it's a huge value just, add. Yeah, exactly. And I was just thinking back to like when I was working at Channel 9 and um, like they were, we went through an agile transformation there at one stage and I was very fortunate to go, hey, I'm interested in doing, in, in learning about this. Can I, can I tag along for some of the workshops and things like that? And if, if I wasn't a part of that, then I would have no idea what was happening. In, like, because suddenly the IT teams and the developers and things like that, I, I have this new way of working, but I'm in the video team and we're not going through that. And I, like, I would have no clue what was going on in the, the wider business, but if there was a video service that could, you know, communicate that and everyone else in the business could watch that, you'd, you'd feel like you're a part of it and it would yeah. be pretty exciting. I really so, like that. Yeah. Cause it, and that's often the case, isn't it? Where, especially when it comes to something like agile and the, the way that way of working that it tends to be in it and development jobs. And then I know it's happened to me a few times where the expectation is then that it's like the marketing department will become an agile marketing department. And that's all you're told. <laughs> yeah. Basically like watch the it team and then do what they do. And there's no <laughs> sort of, there's, there's very little training. It's just observe and mimic. And there's really no mm. why there's no sort of, reason for doing it so good yeah. on you for putting your hand up to do it but then also what you're doing with epic and recording those i think would help i mean if someone hired you in to do that and help transform the business that's going to go a long way in doing that internally yeah something else you mentioned pre-interview was uh, this this strategy that you use and it's you had you said called it scent so it was uh, simple emotional new and triggered and i'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit and if we start at the start there could you just tell me like what do you mean by simple when you think of the scent strategy so simple is basically like um you're communicating uh, a story in five to eight words or a sentence okay. yeah so, so that's essentially what simple is simple is also the reverse, something where in five words I can say something and you'll get what the rest of the story is. And the, the classic example of that is during the Queensland floods and, you know, there was this time when, you know, people were losing their houses and things like that. And there was someone sending in a photo to 9MSN where I was working at the time. And it was a photo of um, a frog riding on the back of a snake in the floodwaters. Yes, I remember It was that. kind of like hitching, kind of like hitching a ride. And that's, that was, that's a classic example of simple in that, you know, frog rides snake in floodwaters and you get the rest of the story. And a lot of things come out from that. Like there's a lot of emotion because it's like, you know, people empathize with animals really easily. So it's like, what was the frog thinking to, you know, 
be so desperate to jump on a snake's back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, so that's, that's an example of, of simple, I guess. And it has a lot of the other um, aspects as well. Um, no, emotional. New. Yeah. <laughs> Not something yeah. New. Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by triggered? I'm going to skip to the end here and just, that seems like a potentially loaded yeah triggered is i i um so triggered in my my interpretation of it is controversial something that will will trigger you into replying or engaging with a post or a video or something like that so and that's fine do you find that like the emotions kind of lead into that yeah definitely um there's there's probably a better explanation for me it's from uh, a book that my my manager at the time wrote at Nine MSN calls your all your friends will like this, and they basically did a whole heap of research on the most shared news stories from around the world, hmm. and they broke down into what were the common elements, like why were these the most shared stories? And sharing is like, you know, it was rated over likes and comments and things like that. Sharing is what gives you more engagement, I guess. Yeah. Um, I suppose it, yeah, and that's also a, that's a much better sign of than clicking the like button that someone actually found it valuable. And yeah. And that, and, and sharing is this thing of like, you know, they want to be the news, the news provider to their friends or their social circle. So they'll go, okay, here's something that you're going to learn today, <laughs> you know, or here's something I've learned. So they did this, they did this study, this experiment and they, they broke everything down and it, it came down to uh, simple, emotional, you and triggered. Hmm. And so like, it's a good, I use that in video. I read the, I read the book and, and I applied it to video and I found it was a really good way of finding what video content will go viral. Hmm. Cause if you've got three, three out of four of those uh, things, you've got a viral video, like hands okay. down every time. And so it's just kind of interesting. How intentional can you be about making a viral video? Yeah. Is it that easy for you, Michael? It's not. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's funny because um, you can never make a viral video. Like sometimes you can, um, like, and it's just through luck sometimes. And like sometimes you just have to make a lot of stuff that you think is going to work and then one one might hit. Um, that's that's probably like the big lesson in that isn't it mm-hmm. stay disciplined keep going and just keep making and yeah making making quality and, stuff but you have to keep producing it's not going to be i'm going to sit down and make magic happen today and yeah off my exactly goes. so <laughs> do you find that like so you, you approach videos with i mean probably not always the the scent framework but you have a framework in mind that's going to get you to sort of that maximum engagement yeah, basically. And it's very hard to do that with a, a topic such as agility. Like that's, it's, it's like, it, that's the hardest thing, right? And you can make it be known within that community, but for, you know, an everyday person, it's like for, for that to, to, to engage with them and for, the, for them to engage with that content, it's like, it's super hard. Yeah. And that's part of the challenge of this job, which is, yeah, it's interesting. That reminds me of my wife is a nurse and she there's this Instagram account called Snarky Nurses. And <laughs> it, she's in stitches like all the time over this thing. And I'll look at it and it 
makes absolutely no sense to me, but you know, sitting next to me on the couch is my wife who's just like doubled over because it's that funny to her and it means nothing to me. So it's all about, it's kind of like what you mentioned at the start, like you've got to build your tribe and then talk to them. Mm. So I guess, yeah, agile might not be sexy to a lot of people, but if you're talking to the right audience and it goes viral within the community, then I suppose yeah. that's really what you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah. And that was, that was a, something I had to learn going from working at Channel 9 where you had, you know, 100,000 people on your website at one time yeah. to um, Epic where it's like no one knows you. You've got a few hundred followers on LinkedIn. It's like I started making content that was for trying, you know, relevant to try and make it relevant for everyone. And it's like, no, you should, you need to make it more targeted and, and build your audience that way. <laughs> that's something else you said beforehand was basically like creating for an audience of one. So do you still yeah. take that approach and, and who is the, the one person when you sit down to shoot a video or plan one? So the one person is pretty much the decision maker. If so, it's, it's someone who wants to do training. So we have a training service. So it's the one person who wants to do training. It's the, it's the coach who wants to be hired by us and it's the, it's the client, which is usually like the C-suite, the decision makers in an, in an organization that will, will hire us for our core service. So like if we're making uh, videos on transformation, we'll, we will, you know, think about, okay, well, if I was a, um, if I was a C-level person, like what is the content I would, like what are my pain points and what do I need help with? Yeah. And do you find like having gone from the the channel nine stuff and having this mass audience where you're kind of catering to as many people as you possibly can to now this much narrower audience with Epic and agile. What's, what's your mindset when you approach this now? And like, do you feel comfortable with this? How does it, how does it feel to be talking to a much smaller audience, but maybe getting more engagement from them? Yeah, it was difficult at the start because, you know, I was used to uploading videos and you would get like 30,000 streams that day kind of thing or like more. Like it's just like you had this massive amount of impact. Whereas like, like I remember these, this company sent in, a, like this really small South Australian company sent in this a video of their doorstop that they invented, like a new doorstop, they had this magnetic thing that would pull a pin in, in and out and stop the door in place. Really, really, really kind of neat. And they sent me this three-minute video that they had on, it and it was not great. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you know." But I was just like, "You know what, though? If you showed within the first three seconds of this of how this device works, because it's it's quite amazing to see, mm. um, you ha you could have something." So we did a story on that. You know, this company had invented this really cool doorstop, kind of. Didn't, you know, I, I knew it had potential, but a lot of the people I pitched it to, it's like, what? I, no one's going to care about this. We put it, we put it up on Facebook and um, it got like, I can't remember, a few hundred thousand views. And then I found that people had ripped the video and put it on their own Facebook channel and they were getting millions of views. And suddenly this small South Australian company was getting international orders for their product. And we kind of just did a bit of a case study on them. And 
hey, I got a story out of them basically. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> but like, so you, you go from impact like that, where it's just like cool idea or, or whatever. And now with Epic, it's like, it's, you have to get used to the numbers and going, okay, well, if you didn't, if you didn't get, you know, a thousand views of this video or something like that, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything because it comes just down to that one or two people that look at your service and go, I find value in that. And it's about, it's about finding that. And that's something I had to learn was instead of trying to get the most amount of engagement and the most amount of views is to just find, you know, to target as much as possible to find the people who care about this content the most. Yeah. I think that's something that's, that's difficult for a lot of us really is, I mean, you know, having a podcast, having a YouTube channel, whatever it is, like you kind of, you look at like in podcasting, you've got like the Joe Rogan stuff where, you know, he's just got paid a hundred million dollars and his, you know, worldwide audience. And you think, well, I can, I can start a podcast, but that's probably never going to happen. So maybe I shouldn't start a podcast. And similarly on, on YouTube, it's like, you know, pick a popular channel and you may think, I, I don't know. I, I, I suspect a lot of people get turned off because they don't think they'll ever be that big, but that to me is just measuring, I don't know, like vanity, met, vanity metrics, I guess, like yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But what you're doing has a definite business purpose to it. And I, that's what really intrigues me the most is how, mm. you know, what are you measuring that says this is actually valuable content and mm. it's gotta be that business value. Right. So it, it comes back to is, is Epic growing because of the content that you're producing and is it yeah. growing a, a tighter tribe that boosts the business over time? So there's a question for you. It, is it? <laughs> I'm assuming it's working. But is it? Yeah, I think it is. The the problem with video is um, I was having a discussion with my leaders the other day. Is it's immeasurable, like your impact. Like, it, so it's it's hard to go. Okay, you've done this many videos. How has it affected the decision making of the people of your audience, basically? And I mean, you can do things like, hey, did you hear about a you know, our video service or yeah. did you see this video or, and stuff like that. But sometimes, um, and something I'm learning is about the marketing and, and sales process is, is awareness and interest and things like that. And video plays a huge role in that, but we just don't know how much. Yeah. But we, we know it's working and because our clients like the like the like the free video service so we know at least on that level it's working everything else is just an experiment that we'll just uh you know keep trying and refining and getting better at yeah that's awesome no, I, I, it's it's like you said it's a hard thing to measure and because it's such a soft feel uh, soft touch kind of thing sometimes where if someone may be on youtube and they may find their way back to your website but you just don't necessarily know and they may forget <laughs> when you ask them how did you find us it's just yeah exactly get a lot of i don't know and, <laughs> like i'm just here it comes back to the familiarity of you know if you know if you didn't get all the information you needed from the video or, or anything like that it's like at least you get a sense of what we're like yeah and hopefully that sticks with you and i think that's great and get yeah, that to me will always drive business results whether or not you can measure it specifically or not Michael, thank you so much for sharing all that. I, I know 
like I got a lot out of that. Is there anywhere that we should send people to go and, and check out your work or Epic? Where would you like to send people? To our website, uh, www.epicagile.com.au and check out the YouTube channel. Have to subscribe if, if you like it. <laughs> All right, awesome. Leave some feedback. <laughs> you heard it, leave him some feedback. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Michael, for joining me today. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this content and want to learn more about how to leverage video for your business, for yourself, please head over to dearvideo.com, sign up to receive our video marketing playbooks where we go deep into the strategies, the tactics, the processes, and even the tools that you can use to make the right video at the right time so that you can grow your business and connect with your audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Give Dear Video a rating. We'd love to hear from you and the feedback is always important to us. Thanks so much for listening. Go make some awesome video. And until next time, see ya.